0: Chapter 10 of A Christmas Honeymoon by Francis A. Mar Matthews. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Where Little Peter Found the Key to Happiness. But, Grandmama, I am sure this is a fine, true gentleman. Why? What makes you think so, Peter? Because he calls me Sir, and he is the only gentleman here who says Sir to me. It is not the custom, dear but this gentleman makes the custom for himself ah grandmamma i am so sorry i displease you but it is a gentleman i like to hear talk i know dear but grandmamma has told you don't you know not to speak to strangers not to answer when strangers speak to you in the streets it is different here from in limoges new york is a great city and people don't know one another as they do in france won't you try and remember next time any stranger speaks to you or i shall have shadow go with you to Signor prati's mrs van zant as she spoke laid her hand on little peter's head no grandma i am to be an american i can obey i wish not for shadow i know the way to cottage place entirely i would be ashamed now to have shadow i will go around by the next street no dear don't do that my boy must learn to behave with grace and dignity you must go the same way you have been going but show by your manner when you meet this gentleman that you can't stop to talk with him that said the little boy will be as hard as making my violin speak pleasantly is he an old gentleman pierre betty asked the child regarded her thoughtfully i don't know grandmamma is his hair white dear peter nodded yes his hair is white but the mustache that is black where does he live did he say around the corner only mrs vanzant shook her head i don't know any of my neighbors dear not even their names grandmamma would rather you did not talk with any stranger there was a long silence between them while stradivarius old bull and paganini purred on the hearth finally the child asked in a curious defiant way grandmamma why betty was startled she had wandered far away from her surroundings and was for the moment puzzled for an adequate reply therefore she said dear grandmamma cannot always explain to her little boy there was another pause then little peter said it is true that christmas is coming soon is it not grandmamma yes indeed betty sighed i remember last christmas the boy exclaimed yes of course you do in the large storm and the beggar man at the window of the salon his feet in the snow without even sabo yes dear mrs vanzant was well pleased at the child remembering we took him in by the stove and marie and ursule brought soup and bread and socks and a coat and i gave all my two francs and twenty centimes and you too to be sure we did gladly dear the lad fixed his eyes upon betty's face as he whispered gently he was a stranger she turned her head away she rose and went to the window peter van zant saw her shadow as he passed saw her hand go up to her eyes you said i must always entertain the strangers they were sometimes angels and even if they were not still i must entertain them little peter went on betty came back to her grandson knelt down on the rug near him and the cats yes dear i know grandmamma i could make you cry with much pleasure if you say to me one thing last christmas another thing this christmas time about the strangers i could his dark eyes flashed just as betty had seen peter van zant's eyes flash long ago and his lad's voice was tense fierce she took his little rebellious hands in hers dear by and by you will comprehend there are wicked men who do harm to little children they are strangers sometimes one has to be on their guard he who calls me monsieur is not wicked grandmamma i am sure ah his little arms went around her neck caressingly his face hot against her please grandmamma do not forbid that i speak with this stranger this year please he is noble like well like you very well then you may but promise me dear on the word of a gentleman you will not go anywhere with him eh the boy raised his right hand Foi de la cuirot grandmamma never betty kissed him and drew him closer presently he asked shall we have a christmas tree grandmamma do they have one here betty sighed yes pierre they have christmas trees here of course but we will not have one this year we are not happy enough yet will we be happy maybe is christmas a sad time here grandmamma sometimes dear but we you and i and the pussycats we will make it glad we'll try to. stradivarius and old boule and paganini shall have new collars and saucers of cream and fish Whereupon the child began to gamble with his pets, and presently they and he after them had galloped up the steep stairs to the garret, while Betty sat by the fire and struggled with herself. Had she not fallen upon her knees? Had she not humbled her soul? Was she not living in Peter's house? Did not the little boy bear Peter's unliked name? Had she not nailed her antipathies to the cross of remorse? were not her nerves racked each day by the tortures of the violin she had elected that peter's namesake should learn to play upon had she not named the very cats in remembrance of the fiddle masters of the world then betty laughing betty smiled as she heard the child's feet and the pussy cat's feet scampering in their play over her head she was the same betty that she had been years and years ago full of little whimsical conceits child and woman both in one by and by the pattering footsteps died away and the log burned down on her hearth and the snow blew and flew and beat at her panes, and the early twilight crept on and betty alone there heard nothing but the ticking of the tall clock on the landing would peter ever knock at the door of her side of the old house as she knelt, that was the cry of her bitterness. She felt the Christmas tide coming. People were counting up the days to it already. The little lad was wishful over it. Ah, would the blessed day of all birthdays fetch to her the gift she craved. While Betty knelt alone there, above little peter was having a very fine time indeed inducing the cats to the most lively game of hide and seek over and under and in and out of all the old dark corners a garret alone can afford old bull had separated himself from his friends he had discovered a bit of string hanging from some keys on a wooden peg just enough in reach of his claws to set the keys jingling and the string flying wetting his joy more and more little peter attracted of course came over to look at the keys he had looked at so many things already and he had put on a pair of hessian boots with spurs in which his small legs were swimming and a soldier cap of peter van zant's which covered his ears like a basket and he was brandishing a rusty gun over paganini and stradivarius when supple it being thursday and her day for what she called readying up the garret beheld him as she mounted the steep stairs her head popping through the well hole just as the little boy was carefully attempting to fit one of the keys to the door of the pantry under the eaves miss bridget supple's eyes danced she paused leaning on her broom handle and actually seemed to feast upon the grotesque little figure in the army boots and cap its busy fingers at the key and lock that don't fit in there master peter said the serving-woman no but where then bridget eh nobody knows but me sir but you will tell yes maybe so Miss Supple sat upon the top step while the three pussycats collected around her, purring and arching their backs. They knew who fed them very well indeed. Will you promise not to tell any living soul, sir, if I tell you? Grandmama? Little Peter said tentatively and in mild reproof. Supple shook her head, which was crowned by a most remarkable turkey-red sweeping cap decked with a bow of great size that nodded with her every movement not madame my grandmamma supple still shook her head not yet master peter by and by oh very well now tell me sure sir why do you want to know that miss supple was adjusting sundry matters in her mind and was taking time because the little boy said choosing words as he had to do since he had been brought up in a foreign country because bridget i am like a little king of france that one who was always the locksmith you know miss supple nodded she didn't know but what did that matter that king loved to fit the keys so do i much better than the violin now where shall i go to fit the big one miss supple rose while the boy had been speaking she had communed with her saints and to her simple soul they had seemed to speak bridget said come on sir and together the middle-aged woman in her turkey-red coronet the little boy in his hessian boots and army cap followed by the three pussy-cats descended the garret stairs then the lower flight cautiously tiptoe supple with her finger on her lips as they passed the mistress's door down to the wide hall and across to the big archway supple drew aside the heavy curtains and disclosed the large mahogany door she pointed to the keyhole and the bow on the turkey red wagged expressively it's there that one fits master peter bridget whispered shall i then fit it and turn it the boy whispered back the army cap of peter van Zant dropping into his eyes and over his round red cheeks paganini at this juncture mewed miss supple exclaimed still under her breath wished no sir not now not now but when the child looked earnestly at her waiting the big key in his hand ready but when yes that was the question supple could not answer and the sparkling expectant excited childish eyes waited on her reply well master peter it's your own bridget has led you here to the sill of it and it's your own self sir must say when you'll fit the key to that lock the child confronted with his first drought of real responsibility drew back then in manly fashion started forward to fit the key then and there bridget held his arm not now master peter not now supple was terrified at her own audacity little peter thus withheld said but bridget what is on the other side of this door Bridget Supple, brought face to face with a concise problem, clapped a hand to the Turkey Red for assistance. To be sure, Supple had an excellent intelligence stowed away back of the Turkey Red somewhere. After a slight pause, Sure, Master Peter, I don't exactly know, but I'm thinking it's happiness, sir, that's lying on the other side of that door. Do you? cried the child excitedly. Happiness for Grandmama also? sure i do bridget the little boy drew near to her holding the key tight do you fancy i should unlock that door and find the happiness for Madam grandmamma before christmas eh i do sir that same before christmas some evenin master peter when Madam is readin or writin above or when she's gone up to Bloomingdale to visit mr payster bridget i will you will see i will foi de la cureau unlock and find the happiness for grandmamma he put the key in his jacket pocket and bridget went into the pantry to confer a bit with shadow End of chapter ten